Welcome to GYN Corner with Dr. McDaniel, all things health-related for women. Good afternoon. This is Dr. McDaniel. I'm a board-certified obstetrician-gynecologist in New York City, and I'm bringing to you all things health-related for women. Thank you for joining me today at GYN Corner. Let's see, today I'm speaking on Pica fibroma. Um, they're really tumors, but uh, we list them under neoplasms or ovarian cyst. So as I mentioned previously, I have several previous presentations on ovarian cystic changes. We divvy them into three big groups. Actually, it's, technically it's four big groups. Uh, the first one are normal cystic changes, our functional ovarian cysts that are normal, and then the non-functional, the abnormal ovarian cyst. The first one being epithelial cell, the second being a germ cell and the third being sex cord stromal. So today I'm speaking on theca fibromas, which are sex cord stromal ovarian cyst or tumors. And sorry, <coughs> we call um, tumors are are hard, firm, solid lumps of tissue, whereas cysts are pockets or um, pooches of liquid. Now we classify these under cystic changes even though they're technically what we call neoplasms and neoplasms means it's an abnormal growth so that could be a liquid or a tissue doesn't matter a cyst or a tumor we classify them under cyst because they can have their solid tissue masses or growths but they can have pockets of liquid in them oftentimes they'll be abnormal um, blood vessel changes that have basically burst and they formed little pools or lakes of blood. So they're hemorrhagic is what we call that when there's a lake of blood. Hemorrhagic areas which is still liquid in a solid tissue mass. Now the ovarian theca fibromas are fairly rare. They're less than 5% of ovarian neoplasms or growths and <coughs> Excuse me. They are usually seen in women who have already gone through menopause. So we call that postmenopausal women. So women in their late 50s to early 60s. Very rarely will uh, someone who hasn't gone through menopause have a theca fibroma tumor or cyst. They are predominantly benign. So less than 5% of them will be cancerous or malignant. And we call them theca fibromas because they are uh, representing two different types of tissue, uh, imitating two different types of tissues in the ovary. So the background structural tissue, which we call the stromal part, and um, that's the theca part. So, I'm sorry, that's the fibroma part. It, it mimics collagen or proteinaceous type of firm, hard, solid growth. And the theca part is the sex cord portion. Those mimic um, types of, um, I guess, very, very early um, ovarian follicles or eggs, the surrounding cells around the follicles or eggs, which are theca cells. <coughs> so you have this ovarian cyst that's in the sex cord stromal category because it represents both of those, 
the um, egg development and the background tissue development. So we call them theca fibromas. Theca fibromas are always hard, firm lumps of hard mass of tissue, and they completely replace the ovary, the normal ovary. So the ovary is completely replaced with a hard, firm, feels like a rock. And then inside, if you cut it in half like a hard-boiled egg, it'll be little pockets of fluid, usually bloody fluid, sometimes clear, yellowish, watery fluid. Um, they usually have absolutely no symptoms whatsoever. They're picked up incidentally. Pretty much every single time they're discovered, they're picked up incidentally on the routine annual or well women's exam. When we do the physical exam portion of the pelvis, we feel instead of uh, soft, normal um, ovarian tissue changes, we'll feel a hard rock. Of course, that's not normal. Usually, they'll be... Uh, misconstrued for a fibroid of the uterus because they're hard and firm and they're sitting right next to the to the uterus. So then the imaging study will uh, obtain will be a sonogram or an ultrasound. And the ultrasound, same as the sonograms we use when we're looking at um, the pregnant women at the babies, we'll see that it's not, usually it'll be obvious that's not connected to the uterus. It's right next to the uterus, but Sometimes and you're not sure if there's a small connection from the uterus, so it's a fibroid that you just couldn't see with the sonogram, but you usually will not see any obvious ovarian tissue. You'll see that firm, solid, hard tissue with the little pockets of liquid. And then a more definitive study will be a CT or an MRI. And then once that's obtained, it is replacing the ovary, uh, then it's going to be surgery as the treatment. Now, less than... Um, 10% of women with a thecal fibroma will have a large mass. They're usually less than 5 centimeters, so less than, I'm going to say like, um, what is that, less, smaller than an avocado, an avocado size or smaller, and then a small portion will be larger. The larger they are, the more abnormal they can potentially be. So the larger they are, they can potentially start to have precancerous or borderline or abnormal cell changes. They can turn malignant or cancerous. A lot of times they'll, they'll start to become an irritant. They'll cause inflammation. Fluid will develop in the pelvis. We call that fluid in the pelvis ascites. And then sometimes tumor markers will be positive for potential cancerous growth once they're large like that. Uh, less than 10% of them are on, on both ovaries or will be eventually seen on the other ovaries. So we call that bilateral because it's both sides. So less than 10% of them are on both ovaries or bilateral. Uh, as I said, over 90 95% or so are benign, they're not cancerous. The treatment is just completely lopping off the ovary, removing the whole mass with the ovary, and then we monitor them periodically. So I hope that's been helpful information on a fairly rare ovarian neoplasm or abnormal growth, which we call a cyst because it has pockets of liquid in it, and that's the theca fibroma. 
Thank you for joining me today at GYN Corner. That should end, yeah, I think that's going to end the um, ovarian cyst series that I've been providing. And please, if you're following me on Facebook, please hit the follow button and hit the like button. Let me know that you enjoy the presentations and you'll also get a heads up on what's being presented and when. And if you're following me on the YouTube GYN Corner, please hit the subscribe button. And same story, you get a heads up. It lets me know that people enjoy what I'm presenting. Please place comments, place questions, place uh, suggestions or ideas for content. And we also have the podcast, GYN Corner, on all of the major platforms. Place reviews on the podcast. That's what lets people know that you enjoy the corner and encourages other women and men alike to follow the corner. And I hope everyone has a great rest of the day. I'll be back at the next presentation. Bye. Thank you for joining Dr. McDaniel at GYN Corner. All things health related for women. Please subscribe and join us again soon for another episode.